longer list than last time. So I realized this actually is, if we keep doing this, there's an uncomfortable overlap between things that would have been newsletter topics and things that are bad ideas. Yeah. So I'm going to have to work that out. <laughs> I mean, the monetization. Kids, I, can't, I can't use all of these right now because some of them need to go in the newsletter. Okay. Well, I got a handful and I, and I don't have a newsletter that, where I post this kind of thing. So I, got, I have an idea. Okay. And this, this actually came to me, I don't know if literally, literally in a dream or while sleeping, but I woke up one time in the morning and I wrote this down, which was, you know how in the military people will ask for permission to speak freely? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want to revoke everyone's permission to speak freely until they explicitly ask for it. In the civilian world? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in your day-to-day interaction with your coworkers and friends, mm-hmm. they they no longer have the permission that they believed they had Correct. to speak freely. Yes. And they're going to start to ask you for permission? Yep. They're mostly just waiting for orders. This might work better at work or something with the hierarchy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But yeah, they are not speaking freely unless they ask. And where you have some conceivable authority to yep. uh, enforce a thing like this. Yeah. And, and now is this... Um, are you at the top of this command pyramid or, or is this like this applies to everyone in their relationships with everyone? See, I think everyone should control their own right for permission people to speak to them freely. Sure. Like, yeah. for instance, if you're in an Uber, that's definitely there needs to be a conversation or there needs to be a question, which is like permission to speak freely. Right. Uh, Mr. Orenstein. Mm-hmm. And I would be like denied. And <laughs> yeah. then I would put my earbuds back in uh-huh. and get back to not talking to somebody. I like that. Right. Yeah, that's con- that's very convenient in scenarios like that, and it just adds a certain level of, uh, you know, class and and politeness. Yes, uh, I, I like not having a default assumption of of that that's that people want to talk that that I want to talk to people I guess mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. people are allowed to talk to me. I like it. Good. People are going to call it elitist, but it's not. It's just okay. It is, but so it's valuing your own time and attention. Uh huh. And people should. Uh, other people should appreciate that. I feel like people have commiserated with me a lot in the past about other people starting conversations with them that they don't do not want to participate in. Mm-hmm. So I think and there's a market for this product is what I'm saying. Probably even some of the conversations about that <laughs> were conversations you didn't want to be having. So yeah, that's, my, that's, one, that's one of my ideas. Okay, let's get it. That's, uh, I like that. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. do you know what our most valuable resource is? Is it our attention? It's our time and attention. Mm-hmm. What would you value your time at? Give it an hourly number. Yeah. I actually was looking to hire a personal assistant, and I d- d- thought about this. Yeah. And so I just said $25 an hour is like kind of a ballpark. Yeah, that's great. And I think for most you know, people, it's, I don't know, 15 on the low end, 20, maybe if you're uh, you know, a billionaire, it's higher. Yeah. You probably have an assistant already. So let's say you're walking around, you want to go get a coffee. You want to hit up a Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're looking at... I don't know, $3 on the low end, 7 or $8 on the high end. Kind of depends what sort of drink you want there. Let's say 4 or $5, though. If you're mm-hmm. in there, that's what you're going to wind up spending. You're going to come out with a nice coffee drink. Now, if the line is really long, you could be in that Starbucks for 20 minutes, 22 mm-hmm. minutes, 23 minutes, something like that. <sighs> Let's say you're, you're, you're buying a $4 coffee, yeah. but you're spending 20 minutes in the store. Your time's worth $25 an hour. You're losing money on that transaction. Oh, yeah. Even though you leave with a thing. That's the price of coffee. So here's the idea. Insurance for waiting in lines. <laughs> yeah. You go. It's got GPS. You know, like, here's what I've said I value my time at. Mm. This coffee is worth 
$4.30 of actual money, mm. and it's worth an additional $7 of my time. I'm willing to pay 11 total dollars for this coffee. But if I creep over and I'm getting into eight, nine, ten dollars of my time, yeah, I want someone to protect me at the margin there from a really long line. Nice. This would actually pair well with our previous product ideas of invoicing people for yep. things. Yep. Because they could, the insurance company could just then turn around, they pass it right along, and be like, "We're invoicing you for our members' time that you wasted at this location uh-huh. over this period." They're of time. like, they're like the the Medicaid of waiting in lines. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah. I don't know how that works. That's a good. That's a good business name. <laughs> or, or at least a good headline on the page. You put that on your marketing site. Yeah. yeah. People like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Medicaid's good, right? This thing must people, be good. How about finally, comma, the <laughs> Medicaid for waiting, <laughs> waiting in lines. lines. People yes. are like, oh, man, you've been waiting so <laughs> Why long. Why don't I have this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it would help you automate some of the tracking that would be needed for that. So you don't, because again, if you're constantly fiddling with generating invoices to bill people for the time they wasted, that's just more of your own time you're wasting. It is. It, is. it rolls that all up. Once a quarter, once a month, something like that, you get a thing that just kind of shows you, you know, here's all the time you wasted. Like an itemized Starbucks, here's the invoice they're going to need. You know, here's all the time at the deli, here's the invoice they're going to need. I like the idea of insuring other things. I think this this is a fruitful Uh, uh, I think insurance in general, yes. Yeah. There's there's room there. Yeah. Hopefully no one that listens to this has insurance on their own time being wasted. (laughs) Because we're (laughs) going to be liable for quite a bit. Yeah. Although, I mean, there's valuable lessons that might come out of this, so... Okay. If you stuck around long enough, you'd, you'd, you'd get that payoff. I have a thing that I think we should stop doing okay. as, as a society. Okay. This comes to us actually from friend of the show, Tim Ferriss. Mm, big friend. Who at the end of his podcast episodes will say to his guests, do you have any asks for my audience? Uh, I need insurance against that. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear that phrase, someone should owe me at least maybe maybe five hundred dollars yeah now he's using it in like are there questions you'd like me to answer right is that kind of nope, no nope. it's it's do you have any requests okay is well that means just it's just asks. a they've just businessified a word like happens sometimes where it's like do you have any asks is right. like do you have any questions or do you have any favors or requests right right what can i do for you yeah it's a better way to say that there's so many better ways to say it yeah we should stop that yeah, there's other words that are like this that I can't think of right now. The, well, but this happens where like it creeps in, and people basically people will nounify they're nouning, a verb. Yeah. The, so pe- a, a very similar one is if you're like planning an event or something, and and some you get to talking about the the cost, the money involved in the whole thing. Someone will say, "What's the total spend on that?" Mm. And it's like, "What? Why are you? Yeah. You could have you could have said, how much does that cost?'" Yeah. And everyone knows what that means. Yeah. You didn't need to and noun the thing. Do you know what pisses me off? Is that doesn't sound that wrong to me anymore. Because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> right. It's like my have... bad. Mm, the first yeah. time I heard the first few times I heard my bad, I was like, like, Are you insane? That is the are you, that's like the mangling of the Why language. Why would you say you made a mistake? Or like my mistake or sorry. I right. was like, my bad. Right. And then now it that. sounds totally normal and I say it. Yeah. I've I've definitely said that. I need to insure myself against getting comfortable with noun verbed yeah, verbs. Jargon. So I would like to revoke people's permission to speak freely if they're going to say things like that in particular. It's hard to find someone to marry. (laughs) But I think we can all agree that marrying an MBA student, Hmm. on average, they're going to have high earnings potential. They probably got their act together. Mm -hmm. They want to go places. Yeah. They're ambitious. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, 
They've dead. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, no. I didn't think this through. Yeah. No. Um, Go ahead. But you know, you can't speak their language, right? Uh, mm. But you do need to meet them, and you want to show that you're clever. <laughs> so you read Harvard Business Review. Yeah. For a year, let's say, <laughs> before you do anything. There's a long ramp up period. <laughs> yeah. Then you go on Tinder, Match, whatever. You hit an online dating thing. There's probably an online dating thing for MBA students. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if you can get in there without being one. Hmm. And then you turn business jargon slash legitimate economic and accounting and business language into euphemisms. And you uh, just throw them at these people huh. until one lands. Hmm. Because that's the sort of person you want to be with. Someone who has an MBA but can appreciate how you've euphemized some of their language. Can I, can I throw out a, a, can I try? Can I try one? You can try one. So like maybe on Friday, do you want to get together and touch base? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Am I on the right track? Yeah, that's good. The couple, I thought of a few. Uh-huh. I'd like to shift your demand curve. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because yep. I don't know what that means. No, but no one does. That's, not the, that's the point though. That is the point. Yeah. I'd like to repatriate your funds. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really good. Yep. Yep. And, uh, hey, babe, is it a tax holiday? Because I want to <laughs> yeah. repatriate. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. I'd like to secure a first mover advantage in your market. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite an ask. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, like, mm, it is an ask. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the... Um, that's great. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Excellent follow-up. That was, that was a good kind of one-two there. I was glad you had some prepared because I was on board. But I wasn't sure how many I was going to be able to come uh-huh. up with on the fly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to do off the top of your head. Yeah. That's, that's why you need to spend a year reading HBR. That would definitely help. Friend of the show, HBR, actually. Sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, they sponsored uh, the next 50 episodes. Yeah, good actually. guys over there. Go yeah. get a subscription. Yep. I think you get uh, four. And use offer code. Synergy. Syn- that's it. At the Harvard Business Review. Click on the microphone. work. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you. Have you ever tried to type the word busyness? Uh, as as in... L- like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's bothering me is my level of busyness. Okay, to show that you are very occupied. Yes. Yeah. The degree to which you are busy. I don't know that I've tried to type that. So that's a word. Yeah. And it's really close to the word busyness. Yep. So my phone will usually try to correct yeah, busyness kind of to busyness. And I think that maybe... This is an untapped market. Okay. Like, aren't we all really just starting businesses so that we have something to do? Isn't that the core? I think so. This is why no one wants basic income, right? Because you'd be bored. Yeah. People like to feel valuable. They want to spend their time and accomplish something. Right. Basecamp is is writing a book about uh, calmness at work, about how you shouldn't be busy. Yeah. That guy really likes to talk about how other people should spend their time. (laughs) It's true. But so like, part of me agrees with that a little bit, but also like, that busy sensation that people feel, they like it. Yeah. And so, like, let's just stop pretending that that's not something people like, uh-huh. and we'll just start a busyness. Yeah. And then we'll just be clear about what it is. This 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 reminds me of in horology, which, as we all know, refers to the <laughs> science of watches, watchmaking. Uh-huh, that's what I was going to say. Yep. They refer to the things that your watch does besides tell time are known as complications. Yeah. So like you have a date complication or a phase of the moon complication. And I like that mentality where it's like you have the basic thing and then you can decide how many complications you want and each one adds to the price. Yeah. So it's like that in a way that 
has become unclear to me yeah. as I talked through it. Well, uh, there's an unintended side effect there of putting the complexity versus simple trade-off in front of you around your watch. But on the busyness thing, there are different types of organizations. You have businesses, which are profit-seeking organizations, much mm-hmm. in the traditional mold that we've had for, I'm going to say, hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your busynesses. Mm-hmm which are, sure, they make money, maybe, but that's not the focus. It's about keeping people busy, doing activities, yep. getting stuff done. Right. Think about how many jobs you could create if all you needed to do was keep people busy. Uh-huh. It's like, we need this whole move to, to over here. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to dig this one over here and then fill this one in, over here in. And there's that's, no telling I mean, how many so, times. And that's a good, there's a classic sort of criticism of Keynesian economics which is that... That knew, we're all familiar I, I, with, I'm sure. Everyone's familiar everyone with. that's listening to this is not in I their head. I knew this is where like, we'd go in this podcast. The, yeah. You know, you could just hire a bunch of people to dig holes places and then fill them back in. And you've created jobs. Yeah. And you've done whatever side spending that is, which is technically like economic growth. But hmm. that's everyone would agree that that's completely pointless and would be a horrible idea. Wow. <laughs> so... I, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That would be. I guess that makes it a good candidate for the show. That would be a good business, and I and I think if if we went, you know, with federal funding, were to go that way, yeah, you'd you'd be prepared. You'd be like, yeah, we're ready. Yeah, we've got people who want to do that stuff. Yeah, once the machines do all the the business, there will be nothing but busyness left to achieve. That's the thing about business; you cannot automate. That's right. Yeah, people like to say. When you ask them how they're doing, oh, so, so busy. They do like to so say So busy. They love that. People, yep. that's, you can't get that feeling mm-hmm. from That's part of why things. they're so busy is how much time they spend telling everyone how busy they are. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't automate that. Maybe you could. It wouldn't be enjoyable. Can we redefine growth hacking to mean something uh, arbitrary and then put a job description out for it and interview people and then when they actually start tell them what our secret definition of growth hacking is. <laughs> this is our version of that? Yeah. I don't know what you thought you were getting into, but... Right. But to us, growth hacking is, is you know, whatever, is, uh-huh. a new, is a new thing. Yes. We can do that? We can do that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds that sounds amusing to me. Yeah. So there are like job titles kind of uh, coalesce in a certain way in the world. Like when mm-hmm. people just start just referring to a thing in a new way. Right. Sometimes it's a new job. Sometimes it is a new. Th- it's it's a thing. A new it's, it's a newish collection of responsibilities, and you need a word for it. And you kind of try to have it make sense, but it also doesn't really make sense until yeah. enough people use like, it. Like software engineer was was not a thing at one point, and then over time it was like, all right, like we need a way to talk about the people right. that write the thing. Yeah. And so now it's just a pretty accepted term of art. And I think we should get in at a thing that's kind of on the upswing, where people generally have a perception of uh-huh. what it means and pull it in a different direction. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like yeah. just exert, and like we'll write blog posts about like. How growth hacking revitalized the plumbing in my home, oh. <laughs> or something. You know, like, like people are like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like we hired a full time growth hacker, and now all the pipes are unbelievably clean. Look at the pipes. Look at the shrubs. Yep, everything about <laughs> our this garden house is, is twice as the roses verdant. are redder than. Yeah, yeah. It's you just got to grab the definition. That's and, some good. That's and, some and good. Yank it. That's good hacking. Thanks. You know how. This was, this was I don't know, like eight years ago, 10 years ago, something like that. The government ran that Cash for Clunkers program. Was that a government thing? Which I think it was a federal government thing, which uh, was to, they would like buy old cars sure. to get them off the road. Em- emissions. Yeah. It was, I, that was, there were lots of things. And I think part of it was to uh, spur 
purchases of new whatever it doesn't oh, matter sure. brought they to were, you by ford or something yeah yeah they were buying old cars to get them off the road allegedly mm. mm-hmm. so the idea here take that same exact idea but just apply to other things mm. that we want to upgrade i'm with you right yep so like people have holes in their pants or they have really old smartphones mm-hmm. or i don't know what but we find stuff that we kind of don't like anymore and kind of want to bring into the modern era and upgrade okay if there's an emissions component or some other thing that we feel good about great but if we kind of just want it to be better good enough can we use this to drum like do take the ford angle and um buy old web apps off of people to just have them put like retired so yeah so we will basically will we'll pay you money in exchange for destroying an old web app that you have and then you're like well i still kind of need something that did that and we'll be like oh really you can buy a new one that's crazy because we sell that (laughs) at really high margins yeah wow what a coincidence Uh uh-huh that does make sense right yeah because part of the switching cost is, you know, like, oh, I got this thing, you know, I don't want to mess up this thing. So, yeah. like, you got to give you give it incentive. You got to get your old one off the internet. Yeah. Or they've probably improved the fire code. Every right, yeah. that's a thing that happens. Oh right? yeah, every, version six was a big jump. Yeah. 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 And now, like, there aren't that many fires anymore. That's yep. A lot of fire departments are doing other stuff now because houses aren't burning down as much. That's right. So. We could accelerate that. You go, you, you find some houses that are like, your house was built in 1885 under a really old fire code. Uh-huh. This is not safe anymore. I'm going to need to knock your house down. I'm going to need to build a new one here. Is anyone getting paid or is this just a thing we're going to do? I think... <laughs> we're um, just going to go tell people that we're knocking their houses down? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're get, I, think, I think they're getting paid or maybe they're getting a uh, subsidy to build a new house in place of the old house. <laughs> The point is that we're <laughs> we'll workshop this a little bit. Yeah. yeah we'll... The point is that we're taking the uh, the cash for for clunkers approach. Yes. To other things that are not beaten up cars. On a previous episode, we had discussed the sort of time trade off of helping people with their problem. Right. Like I think we we've been talking about you're at a taco place and they're doing it really slowly. Yeah. And it's like you'd like to help them out, but who knows if that message is really going to land or not maybe it's going to land on that one person but not the entirety of the restaurant yeah i think there are a lot of times where you would have unsolicited advice for people but the time investment slash awkward reaction you Mm. might get makes you not want to go down that road right maybe someone's smoking in front of you Mm. you're standing in a line Mm -hmm. someone's smoking Mm -hmm. or uh someone's cursing at their kid or someone's yelling about something, being rude. A lot of these for me come down to standing in lines for some reason. You're standing in a line and they're not moving. As, that drives me nuts when someone's not like keeping the line oh, moving, yeah. right? They let a little you too much space get in front of that. Isn't that a weird one? That is weird. <laughs> you know, because like you're still in the same line. Right. And like no one's taking their spot. No one's like, yep. I'm still where I am. They're still where they are. There's just like six feet there and I want there to be four feet there right. and they're not shoving it Who, up and no one defined that constant that's like just a that's a universal constant you're right there's some there's, there's got to be some like body space ratio yeah. you know it's like yep. if you're a six foot four person here's what you think should be in front of you right anyway the thing i thought of is you as you identify common patterns like that that you would like to help people with mm-hmm. but you don't want to take the time there while you're standing in line yep i like it 
you carry around a pack of like business cards yes. with you. Yep. And you have promo codes essentially. Oh, or coupons, right? okay. So you write down like smoking and you hit on the card. Uh-huh. It's got a, a website on it, yeah. a URL. They go home, they type in the URL, they put in their promo code and your personal version of like, hey, you should stop smoking. Yeah. Comes through to them. Okay. So that way, if their reaction was like, fuck that guy. Right. Then you don't have to experience that. They probably don't even remember you at that point. Yes. Right? I guess in the era of smartphones, you run the risk of someone looking that up on the fly. So I guess you, you want to wait until you're like- countdown. So yeah. In five hours, this page will oh, yeah, unlock yeah. Right. for it your prize. It does not open up right away. Only your prize is criticism of, your, of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was thinking, I had a slightly different angle on that. I was with you on the business cards. I was thinking you could make these cards that say things like, you really shouldn't smoke. It's pretty rude. But then it should say underneath it, please do not reply, I am deaf. <laughs> And so the person would read it and be like, really pissed. They'd be like, right. are you fu- uh, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, how do I? All right. <laughs> and I, I think that would be just enough of an interrupt and a barrier uh-huh. that people wouldn't punch you very often. Right. Right. Assuming they read that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe you start with that. Uh-huh. I am deaf. Please do not reply. However. Yeah. However. <laughs> yeah. What you're doing is unhealthy. Yeah. And then you just kind of stare at them in a sort of a neutral way. And they're like, I don't know how to even interact with this guy. Oh, you know what? This just came to me is you could take this concept and let me replace my idea for MBA dating app. Oh. You do like Tinder for telling people what's wrong with them. I, yep. Okay. You know, so like, no, I'm not a millennial, so I don't, I've never used the Tinder. I can fill you in. Um, So I don't know what it's about. But presumably you are. mostly. (laughs) You know, there's some swiping. Yep. So, Maybe if you're if you're doing a uh, I don't like you swipe, there's like a why not? Why not? What's yeah. wrong with me? So you know? I am tempted at times to do a I do want to talk to you swipe so that purely for the opportunity of offering to send a message that's like hey by the way you here's what's not working y- yes and I have very strong feelings about these things mm-hmm. so I, I'm tempted to do this often yeah do, would you like to hear a a Tinder error? that i would like to correct <laughs> of course so you have a sort of you have a series of pictures on these apps you can like six or something and a lot of people seem to want to convey the fact that they have a lot of friends and that they do fun things with those friends mm-hmm. and so they're like here's a picture of four women uh-huh and i'm like you don't know who okay I am. right and i swipe to the next one and it's like three women right it's like oh my god and so you're, so you're doing this, like, like intersection math yes, in your head. I'm doing set logic <laughs> right. in my head. <laughs> and like face, I mean, like, especially from like 12 feet away. Right. It's not that easy to like get clear idea of people's faces. Right. And so it's like, I cannot in good conscience go on a date with someone that doesn't understand this concept immediately. Right. So, but I want to give this feedback. Right. So yeah, I'm tempted to just. Well, that's, I mean, essentially like if you have failed to convey who you are <laughs> via a series of pictures yeah like you, it's you like, don't did you not think that these should be of you mostly right like did you think that the fact that you have friends was an important enough, or like that this whatever the subject of this photo is was sufficiently interesting to outweigh the fact that i need to know who, who you are who you and are what you look like to start with yeah yeah knowing that you have friends who take pictures with you <sighs> yeah is a nice to have like uh, d- 
I want to assume that's true for for most people. Well, like, but you don't need to, you know, Mm. if you have six pictures, let's make the first two of only you. Yeah. The third one of you and your cute dog. Right. The fourth one of you and some friends, you know, like we can do that, but let's lead it off to make it clear what I'm looking at here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've I've been tempted to like flip my swiping criteria such that I'm only matching with people for whom I have beef. So to speak, sure. a beef, a beef. Yes. A, an ask, yeah. and I think that would be. So one time, I was curious about what the female side of the dating apps was like, mm-hmm. and I made a fake female profile, mm-hmm. and uh, I used a picture of a friend of mine who knew it was all right. She, she knew it was happening. She just lived far away. I did this thing, and so I got a bunch of messages from dudes who thought I was a lady. And I was just curious. And I almost couldn't help myself from giving feedback to all these people. Like, this is not a very good first message. And here's why. <laughs> and so I did this for like a day. And then I was like, this is right. how the world should work. Right. And so I stopped. But I do have this impulse in me, which is that like, I know what people should do <laughs> with their lives. Right. And if only they knew what I knew, they'd be so much happier. Right. This is probably is not the case. I bet everyone feels this way. I bet there's a German word for this phenomenon uh, where everyone assumes that they know what everyone should do. The yes, and, and not not just, but like the wildly obvious things that would be so simple to do in a way that's right that it's maddening that you're not doing them right. Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. because like for the you know the people with the pictures like that, it's like I'm not going to tell you to go get a new job. I'm just telling you like when you put your pictures in, yeah, make it so that people know who you are. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. That's a, yep. That's a good start. Uh-huh. There probably is a German word for that. You want to start a dating app? Um, yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. What's our hook? They say there's a thin line between love and hate. Okay. So if the app was just like, tell me what's wrong with me. Oh, uh, like, uh, please it, critique me. Yeah. It, but like with passion. You know, like, so, tell me why you really don't like me. Yeah, there's I have some prior art, prior art on this. Mm-hmm. So there's a subreddit called Roast Me, mm-hmm. where people voluntarily post photos of themselves and get torn apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, and it, it's it's pretty like the, they are vicious but funny is the kind of ideal. Right. It's like it's like a it's like a comedy roast, right? Where someone is is being mean to you but in a humorous way, right? There's there's a market for that. Uh huh. I talked I was talking to someone and she told me she'd pay for it. Yeah, actually, it was profile critique. Yeah. I was on a date with someone and I was like, and we we're talking about, it's, it's hard to know how you come off. Like, even if you've taken care in prepping your, your grooming, your, grooming yes. your persona, yeah. it's hard to know, like, how do I look in this photo? Like, right. am, am, is this, is this goofy face funny and, and playful or do or I look stupid? Yeah. Do I yeah. Like drunk right. or something? Right. Yeah. Yes. Because you know too much, <laughs> you know too much about yourself. Right. You have all the context. <laughs> so you can't read your thing and you're filling in like a hundred blanks mm-hmm. that not everyone can fill in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like you like you, know, you swipe along and like a profile comes up and then your camera turns on, and you go, uh, okay, I hate this first picture. I don't know who you are in the third picture. Okay, cute dog picture. Uh, you sort of seem like this, and I thought the thing you wrote was kind of this. And mm-hmm. have a good day. And mm-hmm. then like you just get these videos delivered to you of other people other reacting people to your thing, reacting to your thing. Yeah, and then aha, uh-huh. profit. You go on a date. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. It's a it's a start. I think we I think it's enough to raise at least seven million. 
uh-huh. in Series A yep. or seed yep. funding or yep. whatever that's called. Yep, just put that out there. Do you have any other uh, synergy you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I think that's... Um, All right. That was a good webinar. bulk of the webinar synergies that I wanted to include. I do oh, wanna... I do have one more. Okay. Whew. It's a banner day for us. I know. So much synergy. Speaking of venture capital. <laughs> Our, man, your segues are on point so, today. I know. I don't know how this happened. Um, what about a investment fund which invests exclusively in online sweepstakes that are free to enter <laughs> and distributes the winnings back to the broader group of investors? So like to invest in this fund. Yes. You can buy however many shares as you'd like. Yep. I don't know. We start, you know, we have a million shares to start and we're selling them and great. And it's a dollar a share, let's say. Mm-hmm. You give us your name and email address and phone number mm. and mailing address. We then have an army of bots entering all of our investors' contact information mm-hmm. in every sweepstakes we can find, essentially. Yeah. And then when we eventually win something... We distribute that back out in proportion to shares held hmm. to all the investors in our fund. And we keep, you know, a 2% management fee or of course. something like that because that's how these things work. 10% of profit. Plus 20%, 20% of profit. Yeah. I don't know how profit comes into this, but but yes. <laughs> it's all profit. I, it is. <laughs> yeah. So we keep 20% of everything. We have no employees. So right. It's just a lot of bots. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So we keep, we keep 2% of the million dollars or uh, let's make it a hundred million dollars since yeah. we're making this up yep that we're managing every man- year yep. we take that out yep and then whenever we win something mm-hmm. we sell it and we keep 20 percent of that and distribute the rest back out so like when we win a 25 dollar itunes gift card <laughs> that's that's not a huge day right for the, for the fund yep yep but if we win you know a house Say we win a $800,000 house that's on an island in Georgia. Yep. No one wants to live there. They just want the money. We sell that thing. We kick the money back out to the fund. I mean, this sounds like a perfect use of machine learning. Uh-huh. And venture capital. Yeah. And computers. Yeah. The bots are smart. They're like, uh, yeah. they're faking IPs. They're faking user agents. Like, it looks like that person really entered the thing. You do rely on your investors here to um, mm. give you the thing. Hmm. Because yeah. you are entering in their name. Yeah. We would sue them so hard oh, if yeah. they didn't. That's, yeah. That's going to be a Good lot chunk of, of that management fee goes to our lawyer <laughs> who's just standing at the ready to right. uh, claim right. all of our prizes. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need a good law firm uh-huh. and some documents to sign. Yep. yep. You still sign stuff a lot? Oh, a pretty thick packet of papers we're yeah. going to need. Yeah. yeah. I sign things every now and again. Yeah. Uh-huh. You? How do you feel about that? I don't feel good about it. Because yeah. I don't... I got a new driver's... Well, there's a larger story here, but which is embarrassing. But I got a new driver's license this week. Let's yep. leave it at that. And while I'm there, I noticed that th- they've switched to the electronic... Pe- like, they have, like, a, you know, yep. plastic pen that you sign a screen with. And the quality of signature yeah. on driver's licenses has to have gotten worse in the last... Really? Five, ten years, right? Just because, like, have you ever signed one of those and seen the thing that comes out the other side? Yeah. It looks nothing like what you wrote, right? Like, if I look at... It's not retina, I'll tell you that much. No, no, it's not retina. I don't know what the... It's like eight by four. Yeah. Uh, A lot of of pixels there. Yeah. So your ability to create a detailed signature is very low in the first place. Yeah. 
the device's ability to capture whatever detail you have provided is pretty low. And then the transfer of whatever was captured onto an eventual printed document is even worse. Yeah. So like I got my I have my temporary thing and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at my old license that was like, you know, I got 10 years ago and like was actually transferred from a paper signature to the thing. It's like this is awful. Even this is squiggles. Even if that were perfect fidelity, it's still it really grinds my gears. Mhm. I it I would say it cheeses me off actually. Mm-hmm. Uh the idea of your signature as a magic authentication as token. being something that yeah. Like I'm pretty sure every time you sign a receipt, you're it's like you're you're signing a, a contract basically. Yes. Is is the farce that we're going through. Mm-hmm. It's like local coffee shop and you agree to enter into a transaction whereby you pay them and <laughs> it's like you leave with a coffee. Yeah. Yes. It's like we we're we're doing a contract right now. You're going to save a paper contract right. that I've authenticated using my signature which is, to this day still is just squiggles. Yeah. <sighs> Um, I, that said, I do enjoy signing screens, and I always draw like a little smiley face. Do you? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, if I'm doing one of those like square screens, or I whatever. have seen a couple of those screens that at a, after a certain point of writing, it doesn't enable the button to continue until you have a certain amount of pixels drawn. Oh. And I've seen other places that are even more sophisticated, and they'll say signature accepted after a certain bit. Huh. And so I wonder if there's some algorithm where they're like, yeah, that looks like a signature. Oh, and so, like, you might draw a smiley face, and it would be like, "Nope, that is not a signature," which that's is not kosher. Like, you're allowed to define your signature. If if we're gonna play this stupid game, <laughs> yeah, you gotta let me play it as stupidly as I want. Right, I'm gonna write whatever I want. Yeah, and you're gonna agree that that's my signature. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Friends of the show, Thinking Cup, for, sponsor, former sponsors uh, of the show, Thinking Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw them under the the show bus because I'm gonna ban them from listening to this show because <laughs> oh. I know exactly what you're about to they say. They make me sign a piece of paper, yes, for a two dollar transaction every time. Every time. What can risk? you imagine? A, right? Can you imagine a world where there where I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, charge disputed. I did not buy that two dollar and thirteen cent coffee one block from my office well, at the same time I always buy it. Think and they're about, like, oh, we got you, buddy. But we, we saved the paper. Right. Or like a world where you as the Thinking Cup business owner have decided it's more important to you to be able to enforce those scenarios. Yes. The like 3 and $4 here and there than it is for your customers to have a faster process, exactly. more enjoyable process, exactly. less signature involved process. I could see having some like anything over $25 needs a signature. Whatever. Right. Whatever. But like yeah. if... A $3 coffee purchase bounces. Let's just chalk that one up yep. because the As person who poured that coffee is being paid hourly and was going to be here anyway. And the contents of that cost us $0.32. Cents, so yeah. we're good. Like, right. There's no possible way any charge less than like probably $100 could be disputed and refuted. And have it, and have it make money. Be worth your time. Right. To have, have there be that. a return. Exactly. Right. <sighs> Okay, so that's illegal now. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Under- that's, this is our unsolicited advice to all coffee shops and other legislatures. Low- mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see a bill yes, everyone that on says- my desk by 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, <laughs> uh-huh. and I will sign it. Yeah. I want it by COB today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it. That's, that's it. That's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, I like it.